What's up? Oh, man. I think I'm going to do some barbecue in the next day or two. I got a new smoker for my birthday, and I need to break it in. It's a quote for my birthday, but <laughs> I believe it was... It's a portable version. It's our Smoky Mountain 14-inch Weber Smoky Mountain. I have the full-size, extra-large version that I have <clears throat> become pretty good at using. I've had some good good product off of it. The smaller version, though, I've been wanting it so I could take it with me places. Like when we go well, I was about to, to ask. Or yeah, what makes it more wherever. portable other than the size? Is it, is it that oh, easy to take? It's the size. Yeah, it's really small. It's 14 inches across, whereas the other one's 22 inches. And that doesn't sound like much. But in the overall scheme of it, it is. Like this one could fit easily inside of – this is the smallest one, and the one I have is the largest one. And they all could fit inside of each other like a one hmm. of those Russian doll things. Nesting doll. Yeah. So I believe it was gotten so I could take it with me and on family vacations and stay camping trips and stuff like that, uh, which is okay. I mean, I enjoy using it. I enjoy doing that kind of stuff. So I'm going to – I need to break it in, though, and right now the cost of meat is so high, I hate buying meat just to, you know, cook a bunch of right. it. I'm not necessarily going to eat it. I'm going to give away to everybody. How much does it, room does it take to pack the fuel for this, or is that a smaller amount? The fuel? In mm-hmm. the machine or in the... Like to take it with you. Are you taking up oh, equal space for I the don't... fuel or bigger space? <clears throat> uh, that's a good question. I've never had one to take with me. So I don't know it. I would just take probably a whole bag of charcoal, and I use the twenty pound bags. I get them at your local wholesaler warehouse. No, that's not going to take up much room. I was just trying nah. to spatially visualize what's going on. They usually have some at the um, hotel or the cabin or the beach house that we go to. I was just planning on using theirs or going to the store and getting a small bag. Yeah, we're Which I would not up. do at home. I get, I definitely get buy charcoal in bulk. I mean, as much as I use it. It's coming in a large box or something, or a bigger container than the bag. It's just yeah, bigger bag, like twenty five, twenty two pound bags. You get two of them. You can get them at like Costco or Sam's for quite a bit less. Every now and then, um, the local grocery stores will have them for like four dollars for a fifteen pound bag, which is a great price. And when that's the case, I'll buy until like they tell me I can't buy anymore. I'll just keep getting it all. I had I probably had twenty something bags in the garage two summers ago. Oh wow! I, mean, I don't guess it goes price. bad, does it? Unless it no, gets as long as you don't let it get wet. Yeah. Uh-huh. Some people would say using charcoal to smoke with though is our barbecue with isn't the correct way. But I would say most people that truly smoke, and I'm not talking about grilling. I mean, to me, charcoal grilling is excellent. I don't see who would argue that it, there's anything better. Now, maybe more accurate, you could grill with gas, which I do. I do all the methods. But for smoking, the purest way would be to use a either a pit, you know, or a, or a brick cooker or a horizontal tube smoker with wood. They call it a stick burner, and you'd burn with wood, and that gives you the best flavor. But it's ten times the work. So these other smokers are what's called smolder cookers. Like you're just using hot charcoals just for the heat, and you throw like wood chunks on there to get the smoke mm-hmm. flavor. Whereas a true barbecue or a stick burner or the ones I just mentioned, you're using wood as your primary heat source and you want to keep that fire burning. You don't want it to turn into smolder. You want it to actually be a fire um, so there's not as much smoke. But because you're cooking with wood the entire cook, you'll get enough smoke on it. Whereas if you let it smolder the entire cook, you would just – it'd be like eating a, a briquette or something. It would be mm. way over smoked. Yeah, that doesn't so. sound tasty. 
but purest places will use that. And I'm not saying that's what all barbecue places use. A lot of places use um, gas helpers, like they they're they're smokers, um, but they have gas like heat to either start the fuel or to help it or to 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 give the primary heat source. And I've had a, I had a propane smoker for the longest, and I got good results with it as well. Um, but Happy medium for me was to use this uh, to use smolder cookers, and smolder cookers would be like a Weber Smoky Mountain or a Komodo Joe or a Green Egg or basically anything you're using upright or charcoal with. Now you can use a horizontal charcoal smoker; they have those as well. But you would also you would again be doing smolder smoking, so you wouldn't want an active fire. You just use a little bit of wood mm-hmm. that's smoldered and get the smoke just for a little while. But that's not the purest way. Why do you think that is their way? Um, I don't know. <clears throat> I do. I don't know this for a fact. I should say, but everyone is in agreement, and whether this is just something people have agreed with forever because it's just the way it is, most people tend to say that the all wood is the better way to do it. As far as if you really want to put in the work and the labor, you'll get the best flavor results doing it that way with all wood. Rather than, I mean, you no, they're not, huh? Have you eaten from that and judged that to be the same for yourself? Like, wow, this does taste better or? It, well, no, that's what I'm saying. I don't know because I don't know what places use what and I don't ever ask okay. them. And most of the time, these places don't even know the difference in what you mean. Like, cause they're not the, you know, they're not the, um, pit master that works there. Right. That's just some dude that Serving runs you. the smoker and he don't even know. He probably don't know the difference in what they have and what a, he just knows that's what they have and that's probably the way to him, you know. Uh, I mean, I like all barbecue, so I can tell my problem now is that when I go to a restaurant and I'm just like, well, I could have done this better at home and it would have cost less, but been more time, time consuming. That's true. Time is worth something. Yep. And that's the whole thing with stick burners. If you, uh, if you want to put the time and effort in to get the best product that you possibly can, then I mean that is the way to go, but I like the I like the upright smokers because it's a you kind of can sit it and forget it. I mean you have to watch your temperatures, but I get good enough results with that. I get excellent results with it, so that's what I'm going with for now. I I do want a stick burner because I'd like to be able to master that, have one more feather in my cap, but I don't. I've got I've got so many grills and smokers now at the house. I don't don't need another one. What would be a time reference here? Like paint a picture here for me. So, you know, my experience with grilling would be either charcoal or gas burgers, most exclusively, maybe steaks. So mm-hmm. I just know what you're talking about by listening to other people and perhaps seeing it on television. But if you have one of these stick burners at home, mm-hmm. how much time are you dedicating to this meal? Well, it's going to be the same amount of time. We'll, we'll just, we'll go with ribs and this can be baby back. Um, or spare ribs, or St. Louis. With St. Louis is just a version of spare ribs. Um, ribs are generally five hours, and that's because the uniform temperature is to run at somewhere around two twenty-five, mm-hmm. maybe as high as two seventy-five. It's about five hours at that temperature, and you just keep it going at that temperature. Now, an upright smoker like I have, minimal um, effort. Like you just. You can adjust the, you just watch your temperature and if it seems to be too high, you can kind of cut it off or cut the airflow off by twisting your um, dampers. Um, you do the same thing on a stick burner, um, except the difference with it is since you want it to burn clean, hot fire the whole time, mm-hmm. um, they're usually a lot larger, so a hot fire won't be too much heat. 
Um, but because of that, you have to make sure that fire is burning all the time. So you're constantly tending to it. That's so the amount of time overall, thinking, like how many, yeah, how the many times of, are you putting sticks of wood in there? Constantly, like every 15 minutes to an hour at the longest, I would say 15, 30 minutes is common, 20 minutes. Now I've never done it and I'm not an expert. I just, just me, you know, going by what I've seen on the internet and from what other pit masters have said, um, but it's very labor intensive, but it's supposed to yield the best product. But yeah, you'll be at it the whole time you're cooking. And now if ribs are five hours. Now if you want to do a whole shoulder or a brisket, now you're talking eight, 10, 15, maybe even 20 hours, depending on how many briskets. Um, Franklin Barbecue in Texas has, I don't know, five or six, maybe more huge stick burning um, uh, horizontal smokers. And... Hmm. Seems like a lot. They have people in there running them most of the time, um, which I'd like one. They're neat. I would like to build my own. Like most, what people are doing nowadays with them is going out and getting the old, you know, the giant propane tanks you see beside mm-hmm. people's houses. They'll get the old ones that are useless because they can't hold fuel anymore, mm-hmm. but they're still excellent for smoking. Um, you just patch up the holes if there's any, and make you a firebox on the side. And people are are making smokers out of those and selling them for you know two or three thousand dollars, which you know that's that sounds like a lot of money, but it's not unreasonable. The amount of labor went into making one. Um, if it's right. really something you want to do, because you could pull behind you and it could be like your little business, because you don't need a very large one to cook a lot of meat, unless you're like Franklin Barbecue in Texas, which is, I mean, they probably cook, they might cook fifty briskets a day. I don't know. I bet more than that, maybe. But yeah, that's so labor intensive meal prep. Very. Which is probably the truth with anything that's purist. It's going to be more labor intensive. Mostly, maybe. Now, if we're talking about uh, running and swimming and kayaking and fly fishing and all that stuff, I guess the labor, I guess if you're a purist fly fisherman, you tie your own flies and all that stuff. Yeah, it's more labor intensive. This was, you know, just our general put the ball on the tee. It's not a barbecue conversation in of itself. Not that there's anything wrong with that because I could sure eat it. I don't care too much the first thing about cooking it, but I do enjoy it. Um, What has been your experience with purist with or within the, with or without rather the uh, barbecue arena? Um, I think that barbecue, like so much with the food revolution that's happened with Food Network, it's um, it's broadened so much that you don't hear a lot of people uh, getting on to you or, you know, I've had one or two people say, if you don't cook with wood, it ain't good. That's the old saying. Right. I'm like, well, I've had some pretty good results. And once you eat what I've cooked, then, then you know, you get it. Now, I mean, I'll, you know, the like you said, put on the Eddie hat. Like, I, I look down at people who... who who cooked their barbecue in a, in a crock pot. That, I mean, if you want to make a pork roast and you do it in the crock pot, that's what you're doing. You're, you're not make you're not smoking. You're not making barbecue. You're making pork roast. Now you can put liquid smoke in it and whatever, and put barbecue sauce on it and call it a barbecue sandwich. But to me, it's not the same thing. It doesn't taste the same. It doesn't have the, um, it doesn't have the dried out bark on it. It's just not the same. But as far as everything else, as long as you're cooking it in a smoker, um, then I think it's pretty much accepted. There's not a lot of, you have to do it this way, you have to do it that way. There's a lot of, uh, if you want these results, do it this way. If you want it to be this way, 
I have found do it this way by all the people who I at least watch on YouTube and read their articles on the internet. There's not a lot of you have to do it this way. Um, when it comes to grilling steak, that's a little bit more precise. Um, there's a whole new like reverse sear method people uh, are doing, which I don't know a lot about. Um, but you know, the, the old people used to flip meat a hundred times and I believe in the, you don't have to turn it once when it, when it comes to a steak, I will rotate it once and then turn it once and that's it. I just cook a steak hot and fast. I've never had a sear, so I don't, I don't, I can't speak to that, but those were really big in the early 2000s, say 2002 to 2010, all the grills came with a sear, which maybe that does something great. I don't know. Um, but as far as a grilled steak, that's how I do it. I do it hot and fast. I do it for a minute or two on each side, turn it 90 degrees, another minute or two, and then flip it and do the same thing. Whereas I remember as a kid watching my dad and uncles and cousins like turn the meat over a hundred times. And right. Which all that's to do was, I assume it was believed to be doing it the right way. I can't imagine. Why yeah. They, do it. Yeah. They just thought, you know, make it more even, but I guess as time has progressed, it's shown that that wasn't you the know, case. It wasn't, yeah, necessary. And I think a lot of chefs, when you, now we're talking about grilling. Now you can move into, we're not just talking about general cooking a steak. We're talking about specifically grilling a steak. Now if you, uh, I think most chefs use like cast iron or, um, there's another device. I can't think of what it's called, but they, they have it in their kitchens. It's basically like, like a hibachi grill. They, um, but it's made of iron or thick, thick steel, stainless steel where they cook it on that. And so you get a sear all the way across. You don't get grill marks. You get that that sear all the way across. Mm-hmm. And chefs will tell you that, you know, grilling a steak's good if you want a grilled steak. Um, but if you want a steak like in their restaurant to go with like restaurant style food, then cooking it on a on a um, on cast iron or something like that is the best way to do it to get their results. Not right. saying the other way's wrong, but to get their results, that's the way to do it. Now that that's kind of side. Side note, though, to to purists, because we are talking about things that are pure, or like people that a purist. Well, there, we were talking about definitions of purists. What are some that you have? My, I'll start with mine, and then I'll look, flip through a few, so I won't taint that. My, I don't know. I guess what I have fallen into is when anybody is using that idea is is usually of whatever's origin. So in the case of barbecue, I can see what sticks because that goes back to maybe the original fire source. And that's why they, you know, always do this way. But the flaw I see, and I don't, not in barbecue because this is not my foray. I'm not going to pretend to know anything about that. But just in general, a lot of things in this world and the existence of mankind advance. I know you would agree to this because we talk often about Mm -hmm. technology and science and medicine and all these things. Meaning there are better applications of the original knowledge or there's literally a better way of doing something The the original version of something just being adhered to so strictly by a person or group of persons. And then also having this sort of negative look to anybody who doesn't do that way is what kind of a purist is in my mind. I, d- I don't um, particularly have think finally of these people because it goes into one of my things. And that is telling me how to enjoy something. It might be the most bonehead thing in the world that I want to eat my burger. Well done. I don't, by the way. But, you know, what I'm saying like. That's it, I have had it every different way there is. I've been to everybody's different house and every restaurant. I really like this taste that you think's a charcoal briquette. And for you to tell me how my tongue works is insane because you never have been me. You know that that thing, um, and, and or adhering to 
pure things like you were brought up the fly fishing uh, which would really replicate nature i mean that's the idea what it is is a fly and uh, i know that you know because we've heard it from the same source as well as a audio book that i love that within the fly fishing world there's even little niches of themselves that are like only dry fly and everybody else is doing it the wrong way or or not correct way you might be able to catch fish these other ways but that is just some sort of barbaric uh, yeah just really cruddy way to do that it's just not it's not meant to be that way and i just don't i don't identify with that i don't know that i have that in me about any single topic uh one in which i run across in forums and or online things was in my early days of endurance training and running i would you know be on triathlon forums running forums whatever and i would see every so often People will be asking about what other technologies other people use, whether that's a GPS watch or heart rate monitor, or maybe even uh, do you use an iPod to listen to music or whatever it is, you know, headphones that you recommend that they're sweat proof, whatever. And it never fails. There was always some person who thinks that you should put your shoes, socks, shorts, shirt, and maybe a hat or sunglasses on, period. Anything else you do is tainting the experience. I don't get that. I don't care for that idea to the point. It's kind of offensive to me because there's nothing that's about, you know, some, this other person is not violating anybody's rights. This person's not doing anything illegal. They're not doing anything. It, you might make a case for something dangerous if you're listening to headphones in traffic, but there's plenty of places people run greenways and so on and so forth, where there's no cars that it just, it just rubs me the wrong way. Controlling or want to control how someone does or doesn't enjoy something is bizarre to me, to, to put it another way, I guess. I think some of those people are just being judgy and just wanting uh, wanting to put others down. But I think some of them maybe just think they are think they have came across a better way for them, that they have enjoyed it better. And would just like someone to try that type of to see if they could get that same enjoyment from it. I have, I mean, I don't want anyone to, once you know, you like something a certain way, I'm not saying anyone would ever, you should have to change it, but I'm always open for new things. I have a, I don't know if it's admiration is the quiet. They, they definitely intrigue me purists for a couple of different reasons. Um, one is because of the language, because of classifying things. Um, People will use words to describe things like whiskey, for example. There's a certain way whiskey is made. Um, there's different types of whiskey. There's bourbon. You know, there's Tennessee whiskey. There's all different methods for making it. And if all, and there's there's Scotch. You know, there's Irish whiskey. And for something to be called a certain thing, I think it needs to meet certain qualifications for that. And I think the type of people who hold others accountable for using words like that are the purest types, which, which I think is good. So like, I don't think you should like, you should be able to make whiskey and put out an inferior product. That's not truly whiskey and call it whiskey. When in fact, it's not really, it just tastes similar to it. It's like whiskey, like for something to be called Tennessee whiskey, there are certain requirements. I think Jack Daniels, George Dickel, and there may be another one um, that's technically Tennessee whiskey, which is a bourbon, um, has to be double charcoal filtered and they have, you know, have to use so much of what is it? Uh, corn and, uh, yeah, the other I think grain. The, 
the, the carbohydrate source is specific as well as you said the filtering i don't know the details right. of that but th- these things do have specific definitions and right nothing in what i said though what i'll disagree with that necessarily uh, th- this really rubs to the what is the core of me and the core of you is probably apparent to everybody uh, i don't like for myself or any human to be told how they should enjoy anything in this life and now to, to twist it, and this is where the purist has like at least two different meanings because of the way we're using them, I appreciate a proper lexicon because uh, not having a diverse set of definitions or other words like what you're talking about, whiskey, bourbon, scotch, all these different things, it makes communication much more clear when you have very specific words for things and to meet the qualifications of this or that, you have got to go through this or that process. I don't have any ill will towards that. It's the people within the camp of some of the, yeah, the origins of uh, television were black and white. And if you're, if you're enjoying anything else, you're just missing it. You just don't understand that, oh, that, that classic picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I get that. But guess what? You can enjoy that all you want. That should have anything to do with me. That's my thing with that. And maybe I've only read the three people in the world that think this way, but I've, I overhear this often, whatever the subject matter may be. Like, yeah. Like what are the examples of these purists that have tried to infringe upon you so, so much? Like what? what you shouldn't run, just you should not people? run with music. You should not, um, there's, it tends there's really to be a group of people that say that. Oh, I, like I bet that you much? we could go take a 15 minute challenge. We'd find an online forum where someone's berating someone for your, your missing nature. I mean, I know people right now could call that would tell you, we should never run on the trail with headphones on, not for safety reasons. And I'm like, dude, just for experiencing nature. I have experienced this trail. I would say more than not everybody, maybe, but most everybody I know. And I, I, and I love seen, it. But I don't think I've ever seen a runner without earbuds or headphones on ever. I don't need to be told how to enjoy things. Like that, it's, it's no different me than saying, you know, that to get the optimal experience at home, you need to go out and shoot with your pellet gun. That security light that's down there on the power pole. Okay. That may create a darker environment, but this is going to a level of which that I'm not really interested in. Like the stick burning thing sounds so labor intensive. It would ruin anything about it for me. Now, if you did that and you wanted me to come over and eat it, I would not turn that down. And I would even look at your whole process. But there there are levels of things that that's just not mine. Or there's more into that than I'm actually going to yield on the outside of that. But but I don't have any ill will to you want to do that or anybody else. But that's I guess it's sort of I'm hands off of everybody else's enjoyment. Don't be on mine. I haven't really ran across people like as far as like enjoyment or telling me how to enjoy things. Or I've just there's heard a certain people, way to do things. Yeah. I'm sure within that, that world, are. there are people who just think that anybody that uses charcoal is a Neanderthal. Maybe. Or that it's not true barbecue, but I don't, none of them will say that you can't enjoy, enjoy those type of ribs. They'll just tell you that they're inferior to true Barbecue which rib, that's, which step, that's stepping out of the lines in of itself. Again, that's the same thing. It's getting into a thing that I just, I don't understand that at all. It is really wanting to be accepted as their way is the way, or I don't know. I, I don't have that personality type. Well, I, I think guess. most people would agree though, that doing something a certain way, will usually give you superior um, results. I mean, there, there's a, there's countless 
examples like of doing something a certain way and you'll get superior results. So let's say fly fishing, for example, do you feel like Mm -hmm. the people who are on the dry fly only team are superior? They're probably better at it than I am. I don't know. Well, I'm talking about amongst, let's say amongst professional or avid fly fishermen. You have a camp that's going to be this way and another camp that's just going to use anything that's designed to be on a fly rod. So these people are looking down upon the other people within their own peer group. I just don't, I don't, I don't understand it at all other than there could be, it's just a terrible could, part of human beings is what I think. They, they could be looking down on other people, I guess, just like I know fly fishermen look down at spinner people who use spinner tackle and people who are like professional or like, um, that use bat that bass fish with, you know, lures and, and different and soft plastics and things. They look down upon bait users and stuff like that. But I don't know that I would classify them as purists maybe, but I can, maybe they're not, some of them maybe are looking down at people and thinking they're scum because of doing it a certain way. But maybe some of them are just trying to communicate that. Poorly. If you That's do, their problem. It's a poor perhaps, communication. Like if you do it this way, maybe you'll get more enjoyment out of it. Like, Let's take the person who does tie their own that's fly. That's the part that's weird to me. Let's take the person who ties their own fly, who who goes and gets the 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 the, the string and the colors and put the time into making that own fly themselves. You know, wrap it, you know, tying it around the hook with the with the um, clamp and all that. And they they make their own their own um, bait, their own their own fly to cast. And they go out there in the wild. They use that to catch a trout, a wild trout, and all that time they put into making that fly, then you know all of it was done by them. It's it maybe it gives them a huge amount of satisfaction to know that they did that. That doing it this old way of doing it myself gives them a huge amount of satisfaction. They're not saying that using a store bought fly, you won't catch a fish or you won't get satisfaction from it. But maybe knowing that you did it yourself will give you even more satisfaction. Just like some people, there's this huge movement for some people. I'm not saying they're purists, but some people to go out and get a piece of land, build a log cabin from scratch and be self-sustainable. Maybe they get a lot more satisfaction out of life to do it that way. I'm not saying they are purists, but they're getting more self-satisfaction from doing that. So maybe these people who are purists who want you to tie your own fly or to um, chop your own wood that you use in a stick burner and put that labor in, maybe they think that you'll get a lot more satisfaction out of it if you just try it by doing it that way or maybe they're trying to communicate that they get a lot of satisfaction out of it and then i don't i mean if they're telling you you're scum because you don't do it i mean i guess they are but i have never heard anyone specifically say it that way and if the point of fly fishing is to go out and enjoy nature i mean and, and and to to appreciate because fly fishing in and of itself is usually in a um unless you're in a planted river like around Tennessee where everything's pretty much stocked fish you know the whole point is to get out and be a part of nature and you know and, and see the creek and see the rivers and catch this wild fish and enjoy the, your surroundings if you're going out there with Bose headphones on playing your MP3s I mean what are you doing like why why would you do that and I can kind of see what they mean when when you're doing that now I'm not talking about running for exercise I mean I don't see what the big deal is with that but if they were to look down on people who are playing like I like to kayak and kayak fish I like to go down the rivers not necessarily um fly fish I definitely don't fly fish um but nothing annoys me quite more than 
when somebody goes by in a canoe or a kayak with their Bluetooth speaker blaring. This ruined my entire experience going down the river for two reasons. One, it is, it's like, well, what are you doing? Why are you even out here if you don't want to enjoy nature? Are you just, just something else for you to do? And two, I don't want to listen to your music. And now you have to hear it for damn 20 minutes before um, they get to you. And then, you know, 20 minutes after they pass you, because it's not like you're going at the speed of light. So I, I can see people looking down on you for those reasons. But I think this is I just one of those things that uh, they'll never understand me and I'll never understand them. I don't know that there ever will be a way around that because it, I just it's a view and a feeling I have about the world and everybody's experiences that they do not have because their, their view of the world and how people experience things touches them in a way that I don't understand because the be to, to have a feeling about well, that's that. the point. I think maybe they want you to try to, and maybe they just want, well, here's the thing. Have you ever tied a fly and tried to fly and fishing with a fly? You've tied yourself. Who me? Yeah. No, I've never tried it. I have. But I would never cast that word. I mean, I've tied, I don't know how many flies myself and used, but I would never, that, that this might just be more of a personality type thing that happens to come out within hobbies and sports. It's a terrible way to communicate. Let me, let me show you where this came from and let you experience kind of the history of this thing would be a whole different way of saying, Hey, you need to turn that off and not listen to that while you're doing this. Because well, right off the bat, your ability to communicate with that person is already severed by the way that it's approached. Now, a lot of this stuff I have come across is online, which is where every person is a fool. And I don't think most people would talk and act this way in person. But the fact that even anybody holds opinions about how people can and can't do things, I, it just intrigues me at its lowest level. Oh, I get, I get what you're saying at the heart of all of this. I just think you've had a few bad apples or maybe a whole bunch of bad apples. No, I think there's a lot of bad apples with this. I think this is in every yeah. hobby there is that it doesn't, you but, can but, run the gamut and you're going to be like, this is, this is what ruined this. This is what is ruining that. Surfing's supposed to be a 10 foot board, not a 12 foot board. Back in my day though, it was a 25 foot. And it just goes on and on. It's like, Hey, you yeah, enjoy it the like, way you want to enjoy it. How about that? It's like snow skiers don't like the uh, snowboarders, right. but there's reasons for that. Like they, they've, my dad explained that to me last year. I was like, "Well, they hate each other." And he's like, "Well, it's like snowboarders go back and forth across horizontal because that's just the way a board works. Where skiers pretty much go straight down. They kind of get in each other's way." And I was like, "Oh, I never knew that." But like, okay, so I guess it is mostly in hobby hobbies. Hobbits. Hobbits are probably purists for sure. <laughs> Probably, probably are. Love some green tilled earth or dark tilled. There earth. may be some arguments about second breakfast. I don't know who would dislike a second breakfast. No, I'm just but saying say another, the, the contents of second breakfast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It definitely needs to be that. And then 11sies, noonsies or whatever it was. I guess another hobby you could think about, like, I've never got into it, but I've been interested in it, is um, like RC, cars, boats, planes, whatever. Mostly planes, we'll say. A lot of those guys um, will build their own aircraft. Like, not from kits, but like just build one. Like, design it themselves, do all that. And... I'm sure there's some looking down on the people who could buy the, you know, the $50 plastic one and, you know, go to the remote control airport, whatever it's called, and fly that. And I can see why. Like, 
they took you know this this thing that means so much to them. They're building this this plane themselves, put the engines in it themselves, and they're out there and you know they're proud of it. And then you'd have somebody just come in with a, a plastic airplane and then take up their time. Now, I'm not saying you can't enjoy like flying up, learn and learn. Everybody has to learn on those, but I I could see them wanting to help the person that does have the the plastic airplane. Like, well, look, now you've done this. Now you've learned how to fly. Have you ever thought about building your own? And once you build your own and you see your own up there in the air flying, that's something you've built with your own hand, you'll love the hobby even more. I just think that there's a place for those type of people. I think that that's wonderful. I think that that's great. But now if they're going to say, no, you can't fly those, you have to only fly uh, something handmade aircraft made, right? here. Right. Then, but, I mean – Okay, well, then where are these other people going to go? You have to learn on something. Well, they, I guess maybe they can go learn somewhere else. But if there was a place that, you know, this was only for, you know, flying these handmade aircraft, I could see why they'd want to be around others who think the same way um, or who are the same way. And that could apply to a lot of stuff, um, not just, you know, model airplanes, but any kind of thing. Like, there's a lot of people who... Don't like radios on motorcycles, which, gosh, I, I kind of agree. I mean, I do have a street glide, which has a um, radio, but now I just mostly use my helmet um, stereo. Is that disagreement for safety reasons, or they don't, again, like broadcasting entertainment to other humans? I think it's both. Like, they want you to, they don't want you, like, blaring your music so loud, you know, and obnoxious. It gives other bikers a bad name. And you're they're part the of that. You're, man. you're just missing. Yeah, they're it. part of that. Yeah, you're just you're blowing all this music away when you could be just enjoying nature. Which I don't know. That's harder to argue when you're going down the road at those speeds with that wind noise. Um, that's like saying you, you can't drive a car unless it's a convertible. I mean, that's. Or I mean, a, some of these things would be outlandish. Like yeah. you, you guys just don't know how much you've got it. You push a button and your windows go up and down. No, 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 no. You're, you're missing. Oh, there the are people who you who, need to crank it yourself. There are people who I mean, forever hated um anything but a manual transmission. You know, right? One hundred percent. You don't know how to drive. Manual. You just don't know how to drive. If you if you can't drive a manual, you don't, you miss the whole driving experience. Now, I mean, I'm not talking about a loving people or. You know, people who just want to judge you because they think they're better than you. But for these people who kind of hold on to these these things that are craft, craftsmanship and like the old way of doing something, I like that there are people out there who hold on to that. So we as a society don't, society don't forget how to do it that way, like gardening and like, you know, I'm not if there was somebody who only ate food out of a garden, you know, that they grew themselves you know, that's nice. I like that there's somebody out there who knows how to do that and can do it. And uh, I mean, I, I've never had anybody who, who said I'm a piece of scum for getting a tomato from Publix rather than growing it myself. But I have had people say those are good, you know, but you haven't really had a tomato unless you've grown this kind at your house and here, try one. And I'll try one. And I was like, well, that is pretty good. You're, if I had the time and, you know, desire to do that, you'd be correct. I would do that. That's how I would like enjoying it. But because I don't, and I'm just not into that, then I will continue to get my tomatoes from Publix. But I've never been berated to the to the amount to the extent that it sounds like you have. And it, it sounds like these people were mostly online. Well, and, you were and, saying the people on forums, golly, to share keyboard heroes. To remind anyone, I am overly empathetic. So. If there's someone in my job who is mistreated by someone who I've never dealt with, 
and it's like a continual thing. I, I really don't hold, hold, you know, have a lot of room for that person who's doing the mistreating or just, I live through even other people's experiences. So it doesn't have to be toward me, anybody who does that. And, and if you think about what you see and hear of the, all the world, those things exist in all the hobbies and every single thing. It, mm-hmm. If we're talking about shooting or hunting or whatever, there's someone who's going to look down on you because you want to go kill a deer and you're going to take a rifle. <laughs> the easy way, huh? <laughs> Why aren't you using still, a stick and a string? Yeah, why don't you go beat it with the bat? Right. You should jump out of a tree with a knife in your mouth and cut its throat. That's what you should do. No. I can understand using a bow. That that would be an experience I would like to experience in my life one day. Um, But I've never even, I've never killed an animal other than small game. I've never been deer hunting, so I don't know what all's involved. But I would like to give it a shot with, with a bow and arrow. Yeah, it does seem there, there's a thrill know. that's associated with that. But I'll say also what may not be shared by these people who are quick to put their banner up is there's a lot of a heartache and a lot of hours that go into these things that, quite frankly, you can't push your will upon everybody else because not everybody may have the hours to create that skill. And I would not want any person to start hunting that is not devoted to it in the proper way that you may just go out and sling an arrow and now there's just a wounded animal that's not going to die for a long time because of your you were felt like pushed into this purest way of doing things you did not have the time to sort of hone the craft you just went well i gotta do it this way the all these uh all these bullies in the arrow forum say you got to do this way. I'll succumb to this because it seems like that's the only way to enjoy it. Oof. Oh, yeah, people are the keyboard they... heroes on on forums. But that's where the world is now. Anything. I mean, that that is it. Yeah, but like you said, they wouldn't say that to your face, so they're not real people to me. They're just. But they really have those opinions now. Their yeah. brassness may come out in different words in person, but everybody that has ever said anything nasty online, that was in their mind all along. This is just their way of being brave enough to put it out is the keyboard. Yeah. I called those people microphone heroes back in the CB radio days. People that would say stuff on the microphone they wouldn't say in their face. I've translated that to modern day keyboard heroes. They type it on the keyboard but won't say it. Speaking of um, um, hunting with air, bow and arrow, as you know, both of us kind of, as the viewer, the listeners know, we listen, we both from time to time listen to Joe Rogan, and he was saying that to be a true um, bow hunter or archer or whatever he calls it, like you almost have to practice every day. And that just seems incredibly labor intensive. That's the part I'm getting into. It's not something that you're just going to pick up, look at the crosshairs right. and snap it off. Now, and he was talking with that other guy. He was he had a guy on there about cooking, which, God, they the talk about a lot of stuff we're talking about chef, now. I don't remember his name. Yeah, he's got a, Adam or something. A, rest, a restaurant out the corner of Hollywood and Vine. Um mm-hmm. They were talking about a lot of the stuff we're talking about now, um, but he was saying, and Joe was talking about how <clears throat> there are people who look down on rifles. I don't think he does. I think he does both, maybe. Um, but and but how sometimes you're these people want to argue, you know, about animal rights or you know, clean kill. It's probably a lot easier to get a kill with a rifle, I would think, a clean kill than it would be with a bow. Now, if you get the perfect hit with an arrow, I'm sure. It's going to be just as deadly, if not more so, if you hit it exactly where you want. But it seems like that skill, I mean, how many people could do that? I mean, I don't know. Maybe modern bows are A lot if they put the time in. 
but that's the thing I'm talking, you know, that's the problems with humans is there are things that look good, romantic and fun, but the time it takes to polish X, Y, or Z, it may not be what everybody's into. And and if you don't um, make that as best you can be, that would be the only thing. And I wouldn't necessarily even say it all that way. I would just say, you know, kind of the idea of like, if you choosing to hunt period, you should keep the idea of mind of, you know, ethics and ethical ways of doing things. And if you're taking this animal's life, you at least owe it to do it in the most efficient way possible. And I don't mean a gun versus archer. I'm saying whichever of those you do, because just going buying a rifle and throwing a scope on top, I I don't know if you've ever done that itself. It's not ready to go right out of the store. Like, no, it's not like playing Halo or no. Call of Duty. You you got to well, sight no. it in to start with, and you know it doesn't take a lot of practice to be at the same level of proficiency with that versus let's say the uh, compound bow and arrow or even a long bow. Well, movies would have you everybody believe if you pick it up and it kills by a rifle. Yeah, right. and you go, you can go be you can go be Lee Harvey Oswald or whatever it's and go kill simple, the simple. Just not how it whatever's is. in the crosshairs, yeah. I'll take out because there's a lot of things happen, and yeah. I have a you get windage right. and all that stuff and the terrain and what are you doing? I mean. What you think you're going to do and what you do is two different things because that heart rate's going to be going at a different rate than it is the day you bought the rifle. Or if you're like me, spending money, it may be about the same, but that it's not as easy as it looks. And then this kind of goes into conversations I've had with other folks about um, mind prepping for things. Like the analogy I use was retirement. If all you ever did was hold this carrot in front of you called retirement, like when I retire, when I retire, and you've never really exercised what that is or what that's going to look like, when you get old and you get to the point you could retire, you may not. Or you may be frightened because you have never stepped foot in at least to the simulation as to what is this going to look like? What am I going to do? You know, have I got enough money? If all you ever did was said it, say it, but you never really yeah. exercised anything about it. This might be a very frightening concept for a lot of different reasons. The same with this. I, I once I went from sort of novice in this to getting a little better at the hunting game. I, I realized yeah, it's a lot of work in terms of preparing for the season. If you're having to at least property or even wherever it is, maybe in your family and to scout your locations. And these are all part of fun, mind you, but it still involves work, meaning like you've got to walk, hike, you know, something you've got to get from one place to another. You're not just going out the door of your house. I do like the idea that you're going to eat what you kill. Sure. I mean, which I is another level of preparation or not, but and, I, I like that idea. So, so there's a lot that goes into, and this is all just for now. This is not teaching one-on-one hunting, but I'm just saying it's, it's one of those things. that's just not what it seems on the surface, but by no means in me helping anybody understand the big from the buying the gun part to how to, to butcher the meat themselves. Would I ever tell them the way for them to enjoy it? It's one thing to want to explain it. This is, may have been how it done at one time, and this is how I do it and all these things. But I, I just really don't enjoy that at all. Uh, it, it could be in your head. Leave it there. I don't care. I might ask you one day, what do you think is the best way to do this or that? But to be a person who I, – and I heard these things in person before at uh, marathons or different places. I have heard – it's not just keyboard people. There are people that are – thankfully, it's not the majority – that have their own feelings about how people should do and enjoy things. And I, I, if they were concerned for safety 
and I mean that in a legitimate way. That wasn't just their made up reason for thinking this. I get it. If it's something that could be perceived as dangerous, maybe they do have a genuine care for somebody being hurt. But the things I'm talking about are not. It just not, doesn't apply. It's just someone having real issue with somebody doing a way that they would never do it. That's what I think. I think there are people out there, though, who, like me, I like to be told if there's a different way to do something that I might get more enjoyment out of it or just a better way to do it. I wasn't I told I was getting a better way. It's like the superior way. Why? Because it was the first way. No. I don't think it's, no. it has to be that. It just but that's, should be a better is, way. But that is a reference to purus purus. And if you pull up the definitions, they're often referring to things in a traditional sense and how they should not be changed. And so, mm, I, I could take anything on the planet. I could take barbecue and decide, oh, I love it. Now I've done it. I've expl- you know, talked to you about this. And, and I always want to do it. And I'm going to do it with headphones on and or watching a, whatever. Well, I see now you're not even paying attention. You're just rushing through this. I'm enjoying it this way. And I don't think you're getting that. And that's the part I don't. Maybe the people are just poor communicators, but it, it's just a repeated thing now. I don't understand how someone can have such a feeling about how someone else enjoys something. Well, I know that when I see somebody doing something that they enjoy, that I enjoy as well, if I have gotten more enjoyment out of it from doing it a different way or um, using something else to enjoy it, I like to communicate that to people so they will enjoy it. You realize that not everybody welcomes that, right? Not everyone does, but I don't think that everyone is against it either. Like I don't think I would say more often than not, depending on the approach. I'm talking about if if it's done in a way that's like blah 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 is going to be better for you to do this. It might be open, but if you say, "See that what you're doing there is wrong," okay, you you've already lost ten percent. Well, of I didn't say that's how they had to say it. Like if I say I was at the gun range and I was shooting my gun and I was getting enjoyment out of it and and but I wasn't holding it the best way that I could be holding it or the correct way or the, another way that could be done. If someone was like, I like what you're doing there. It's like, but if you, this is how I do. It, and I've found that by doing it this way, I have less wrist strain and I've been more accurate by doing it this way. I welcome people showing me how to do things. Or I've talked about my bowling, new bowling habit, hobby. If anybody I welcome anyone to come show me how to do that correctly. Good grief. There's so many variables. Um, and I know, and I don't go do this because like you said, I know everyone doesn't welcome it, but I've learned small things here and there going through learning how to, how to bowl with a hook, um, where I can do it better. And I see other people trying to do the same thing and they're, they're making the same mistakes I was making at first. I would, I, I've, feel like I should go help them and say, hey, this is how I've done it like this. And if you give that a try, maybe it'll help you out a little bit. But I don't because there are so many people that get offended by that, which to me, that that is that is equally as 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 dumbfounded as you are about the other. That dumbfounds me also. Like I don't I always want to know how to do something more efficiently or better or find a way to enjoy something a little better. So I don't. I'm as equally dumbfounded at why someone would be so rejecting of that as you are of why someone would want to control how you do something. Treat Although others I don't like think you want that, to be treated is what I'm hearing because you want to hear that. I, you're around me, social, you know, Hey, how's it going? Okay. That that's fine. Without broaching that. And then a lot more chitter chatter. Don't commence to tell me how to do anything. 
unless I'm about to blow us up, you know, pump and get, you know what I mean? If it's a safety thing, I don't think social things apply here. But when it's a matter of taste, do, do not lean into me and tell me the the way to do anything we're doing. If if well, I'm, do I'm not about to hurt that? myself, yeah, I don't think I would have just you, dreamed this up. That a, do you experience that a lot? No, 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 no. You're hearing it wrong. That's again, like you said, when you're reading through articles or living through life, what do you remember the most? The negatives. But my my point of this is I have a zero tolerance for that. I don't, if I said to you and we bowled game and a game and a game and we're side by side and it looks like you're doing well, I said, watch me. I say this to you. Now, where is some point that I could maybe make this a little bit better? That invites you to tell me anything you would like. But in the same setting, we're bowling, 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 and I'm just having fun. Do not come and tell me, you know what you're doing wrong there. What you have just done is violate a social cue in my life. That that has no place for me. That's just my feeling. Right. I mean, so I would never do that to anyone else either. Even if, like I said, unless I see someone about to hurt themselves with a gun, I'm not going to tell anybody they're straining their wrist at a gun range unless they ask me to do that. I would just, because I don't want it in return. Right. I'm not saying you go and just do that unwelcome, you know, teaching of people, but if they seem to me like they're discouraged or they, um, I would have to be asked to ever give anybody advice. Even if we were just socially chumming along, I would not go, you know, you could have a lot better score right now if you did this or this or this. Mm, I didn't ask you. I, I, I appreciate you thinking that, but I enjoy the dumb way that I do bowl. Guess we'll just have to be different on that front because I just can't imagine being so determined or stubborn in my ways where I wouldn't. I'm not determined or, or stubborn in those ways. It, this is just a social violation. There, for one, not everybody can do everything. Back to the top line thing. Not there's no way that everybody with dexterity, age, arthritis, or whatever can tie their own flaws. That would be an absurd thing to even think. Eyes, for one, I don't know if you've hit that point yet or not, but forty something years old, you're just not able to see things up close without the aid of glasses and all that. So it's a whole different thing. So to have expectations of people that are equal is just really weird. And you might be a savant at whatever it is this thing is you're doing. So to be like, well, just do da 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 da, and you've forgotten the fact that either you picked it up really quickly because it's your thing, or the thousands and thousands and thousands of hours you ever put into that. Again, these are minority situations, but they stink up a hobby and a sport. Just like elitist people within like a guitar culture that might be, oh, you got to have a Takamini. If anything else, it's just a retard. Now that's terrible to say or think that. But that's not uncommon, meaning like that doesn't like, only exist one in a hundred thousand. That's not true. There's quite a few circles that have the I don't stink phenomenon. Mm, I think you've been around more jerks than I have, I guess. People that have been that way, because my experience hasn't been negative. Mostly this comes from my childhood. Like I remember uncles or my grandfather or anyone. And this is not exactly purist per se, but. I think purists just rub off on you because of someone showing you how to do something differently. But I just remember I was often, they were often correct in showing me something like you can do it this way. Watch this. Or like, even like showing me how to use a hammer and nail. Like I remember an uncle or my granddad showing me, let the hammer do the work, quit whacking it so hard. Let gravity pull the hammer down. And you like, I was helping them build a deck or something. And I was like, Oh, okay. And so I would try it that way. I was like, Oh, you're right. 
So like the same thing applied the other day. I my friend was over. He's helping me um, chop some firewood, and I have a wood splitter. You know, like a a log splitter, a manual one, not a gas powered or electric one. And he was helping me chop wood, and I was watching him do it, and he seemed like it was wearing him out. So I was like, I think you're swinging that too hard. It's like, it won't wear you out so much. If you just let gravity pull it down, just hold it up and just let it fall. And he tried it that way. And he was like, yeah, that is easier. But I mean, he went back to his other way. I'm like, okay, well, if you want to go back to your other way, I'm not going to break you about it. But I just thought it was my duty to show him since he never used a wood splitter before, you know, the, the proper or easiest way to, to do that. And, I just think that that's, to me, that's courtesy. That's not like being a know-it-all. Now, I wouldn't go around and tell, try to give lessons to every single person at the bowling alley. Or, you know, if I knew somebody really enjoyed ribs, but all they did was grill them on their grill, and they just, you know, they're like, I like these. They're not as good as a restaurant, but I like cooking these on the grill, you know. And I'm like, well, you like these so much, if you did it low and slow instead of fast and hot, you'll get that restaurant quality and just offer them what I know. And if they... If they don't want to hear it, then they can just not listen, I guess. Vinyl. It's a material. (laughs) It's a material in the center of a debatable topic. I think that's accurate to a T so far, right? Because this is debatable. Yeah, I think that – I guess there are people who say that – you can't listen to music at all in your life unless you listen to it on a turntable. I've just never seen those people or no one's ever told me that. I have had people say, um, you've got to get, I've had more than one person because, but these people know me. They know that I'm somewhat of an audiophile and that I love good sounding music and good quality headphones and, you know, good sounding things versus, you know, just a Bluetooth speaker or a, some kind of audio box piece of crap buy from Walmart stereo. They know that I like the sound. So I've had many of them say, you've got to get a record player or a turntable and listen to these on vinyl because I know you would enjoy that. I still haven't done it because I just haven't put the expense into doing it, which I don't know why I need to because I do enjoy sitting around listening to music. Um, But I know as far as people who like vinyl, um, some of these people I think are just into it because it's something to be into. Like it's something cool, some kind of pre-80s thing for them to look how different I am. I don't listen to MP3s. I listen to... Vinyl. I definitely think that that exists. Um, but I think, I mean, from what everyone I respect as far as knows about sound quality and music, they all say the same thing, that it does sound better on vinyl if you have a good turntable and a good head unit or receiver and, you know, powerful enough receiver and speakers that it does sound better than, you know, listening to it on the MP3 or um, your computer or streaming it. But they also say that if you want the cleanest sound, it's definitely going to be a CD or a flag file or some kind of lossless file. That'll be the cleanest sound. But to them, the best sound is what you get from vinyl. And you could say that the best, quote-unquote, sound is subjective, and that's true. People might like the sound of of a... um of an MP3. I don't, I don't know why they would or how they would, but I guess that could be what you're used to. Just like somebody might switch from a pair of $10 Sony headphones to a pair of thousand dollar Sennheisers or, or whatever. 
they might think that the Sennhausers sound weird because they're hearing a lot of stuff they never heard before. So they don't like that. So they want to listen to it on their Sonys. I mean, I guess that is a subjective thing. Um, but I think the vinyl also, this whole crowd of vinyl, there's more to it than that, than just sound quality. I think some of them, it's the experience, like sitting down with a glass of wine or, or bourbon or whatever, Coca-Cola, whatever. You sit down and you 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 can hold that album in your hand. Um, you can look at the smell of it if it's an old original, you know, the smell of the vinyl. You're just sitting there looking through the album. You set it on the tactile sensation you get from picking up the vinyl and putting it down on the turntable and the mechanical arm swings over and it's just the whole experience of doing that i think is something for them as well those people might not necessarily think they're getting a better sound there's probably people that enjoy both i think i would enjoy both if in fact i had a good sound in turntable Um, but like i said i don't have one and just sitting there and having the album, it's like something of old. Like, I know you remember, like, getting tapes and uh, CDs, which new right. generations will never, exp- like, getting the the books out and reading through the lyrics and just looking at pictures of the band. Because we didn't have YouTube. All we had was MTV. Like, you didn't really know anything about the band. But looking through that album kind of made you feel like you saw, you knew who they were or, you know, you knew them a little bit better. And I think Al- Donald kind of takes that to another level with some people. I have a neat um, Led Zeppelin album that it's, I can't remember the name of it now. It's got a bunch of windows on it. It's, a, it's an original from the 70s that you can slide an insert and you it changes what's Is it one of the original? No, it's not yeah. like one, two, or three because they didn't have windows on them. It might it's be like Pink a greatest Boy hits. I, th- I don't think so. I, ran, I have the CD as well. I ran across it a, a moment ago. Um, I'm pretty sure it was Led Zeppelin and not Pink Floyd, but it might have been a Pink Floyd. But you you slide the little thing and it changes what the people are doing in the window, which that sounds very Pink Floyd-ish. So I don't know. I'll have to go find it. Let you know on the follow-up. Yeah. Have you ever listened to a vinyl on a high bias system? No. I've never had the opportunity. I've only listened to it on mediocre or or low-key. And the thing I remember, which is what I have to hearken to, and I'll give these benefit of the doubt to these folks, but just for relative sake – the thing I remember as a child was the, this hiss that was always present uh, when oh, listening. That's bad with tape, too, though. Yeah, it could Ugh. be. Um, but it was not present with CD. And I remember listening to CDs at first thinking, this is crazy clear. Because you also had like, uh, uh, you know, that sort of draggy sound oh, yeah, with yeah, tape. Yeah. And maybe mm-hmm. even with vinyl, if if for some terrible reason it got warm, you know, if it got a little bit warped oh, or yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. So the two mediums were, I'm not going to say real. I mean, and CDs were too. Same thing could happen to them. But pre-scratched, you know, brand new one. And you mm-hmm. put it in, you listen to it, and it was an insane experience to hear that level of clarity mm-hmm. that could go way up in volume. It seemed like it could go higher in volume and, and did not have as that early was... a point of distortion or hiss that the other two would have. And that, when the, the absence of that, it was like, this is magical. Oh, yeah. I remember CDs, because I was in the cassette tape era. Like, I was too mediums review removed from vinyl my dad had a nice um vinyl um what they call turntable and he had a few records and he kept and that's the caveat i think with vinyl like any kind of um type of hobby is you have to keep the vinyl in pristine condition or all that's out the window because it gets any kind of scratch on it then it's going to sound every time it goes around you hear that 
Right. CDs were that way too. I don't know if you ever finally wore a CD out. Oh yeah, like you'd hear that weird like, but it was more prevalent in a CD once it got scratched. Do you strange sounding? Remember the that album cover you're referring to? Did it look like an old apartment building? Yes, it was like great with lots of windows and just two yeah. doors. That is physical graffiti, Led Zeppelin. Yes, yes, that's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yep. yeah, yep. That's so you it. can. I've got the album upstairs. Of course, all the ones I have are in terrible condition. So if you, I were to take the, I don't even. My, I've got a buddy in Nashville who, getting back to what we're talking about, he does have a very nice hi-fi system and a very nice um, turntable. But I, he would not play these records on his. Because they're scratched and messed up, so they would probably be bad for his needle and his cartridges on his turntable. So I doubt that he would even play those. But if he had a nice version of it, I would like to sit down and listen to it. Because I know one of my favorite things, I ordered a um, off of eBay, an old Pioneer um, head unit. analog head unit, yeah. And one of my favorite things to do is to um, play that. Now, I do have modern speakers. And that's another thing with audio purists. I, they, none of them say you have to have old equipment. They just think some equipment is um, better than others. Like, you just get a different experience from it. I, I have never heard, I'm sure these people exist, but I've never heard anyone say you have to use 70s or 60s era um, speakers with those 60s and 70s and 80s era head units. All of them have modern speakers paired to those head units, which is what I have. I have some, um, they're not top of the line, but they're... Um, well, I can't think of the brand name now, um, but I have those paired with that unit, and they go nice with it. And it does have a different sound when I have a unit of um, equal power that's a digital unit, a, mm-hmm. a Pioneer, because I, I like the Pioneer brand. I've just had good experience with them as far as home stereo, not car stereo. Um, but I've never – no one's – like my dad has some old Bose speakers. He has the same head unit, um, which is why I got this one because I knew I loved his. And he's got some old Bose from 1980. Of course, those are ruined now. Like they just, they're paper, the, the rubbers dry rotted. You just, they're just, you have to fix those. Like you can't play old speakers, um, because they won't work. They're just going to be dry rotted. You're going to have to repair them. Now you can repair them, um, and use old technology and make it a pretty good replica of that sound. Um, and if that's the sound you want, then yeah, you can go for it. But everyone I know who is an audiophile or a, I don't know if you even call these people purists, they don't recommend using old, Speakers now. Some of them will say that yeah, if you want to get that warm analog sound, get an old analog, you know, head unit and listen to it that way. Um, with the records, they they pair well together. Whereas a, a new digital unit doesn't go so good with the with the vinyl. Um, but I think the guy I know who's into it more than anyone I know, he has all modern equipment, even a modern turntable. Um, but he prefers vinyl. I think he even prefers it. I think just for the experience we were talking about a second ago over his lossless files because he does have a um a unit for just lossless files which for people who don't know that means it's not compressed it's be like everything a wave is file. there yeah it's gigantic i don't know if it's wave or flack or what he uses but he also uses um what's that service you can use like we use apple music or you use spotify there's another one that's just lossless yeah so it uses an incredible amount a, of data and it's a little bit more expensive i've heard yeah. of it it's and expensive. Yeah. It's got a funny name. I heard of this even in the, in the podcast. I was discussing it or music options, and I thought, with the way that most people listen to things, this it, it would just be a terrible choice because not everybody's medium is the best choice. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now Neil Young was trying to sell a long time ago 
um, portable lossless players. Um, which you can do now, the technology's there, but this was just 10 or 15 years ago. He had a brand he was working on to try to get people who really loved music to not use MP3s because um, they degrade the sound so much. And I can tell sometimes an MP3 doesn't sound perfect, but to my ears, it doesn't sound a whole lot different on my limited equipment um, than a CD player would or a CD would. Like to me, it sounds pretty close. I can tell a difference a little bit, but some of these people with the finer ears that can really tell a difference. And I think maybe having that lower quality sound drives them wild. And maybe they just don't realize that you don't have the same ear palette, whatever that word would be, that they have. So they can't pick up on it, on the differences. Or we can versus them. And it's just a matter of choice. So maybe they just want you to know. Because some people choose to hear all those experiences and some it's, it's just not relevant to some. Not the not but the he whole knows, experience, and people know that I love to sit down and just listen to music. That that's, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, we'll have a conversation with my friends, but you know we're purposely listening to good songs and music we love. And th- he knows that that's what I'm doing, and so he knows I would enjoy it a superior product. Like he would know I would enjoy a better sound in stereo, and he like, encourages me to get stuff. You know, I'm like, well. <laughs> I don't know if I would enjoy it enough to spend $30,000 on a stereo system, but some people do. That's their thing. That would definitely factor in. I don't, the, there's a, the barrier to entry money is going to be involved with that. And that plays a role in, in the entertainment value of it, because if it's too exorbitant, it puts a lot of pressure on it to perform mm-hmm. at some level that may not be realistic for whatever it is. Right. Your what's that called? Your something returns your, it's a big, big given, you know, whatever you're investing in it, you're wanting to get that return on investment. Diminished returns. Right. Yeah. So you may spend twice the money, but you're not going to get twice the result. You'll only get 10% more. It's like buying the best iPod or the best tablet. Like if that's not what you're using it, like if you're not using it to its full capabilities, that's diminished returns. But I think there is a huge step when you're spending, let's say a hundred dollars on an equipment versus a thousand dollars. I think you do get 10 times the quality out of it, but also just getting the old head unit, itself in and of itself becomes a conversation piece when you're sitting there enjoying music, you know, cause they just don't make them like that anymore. They don't have all the analog dials and the, you know, aluminum knobs and the the metal front. And it's just, you know, my friends come over and we turn it on. They like a lot of them just like to look at it for, you know, a few minutes and then it's just, I don't know, to me, it's just neat. So I understand the people that like vinyl, like the whole idea of you're using this, um, older technology stuff. It's just, it's, it's a, um, it's neat. It's just kind of, it's almost nostalgic because when I use that old head unit in the, that I have for doing that, it's, it's, it's just a neat experience. It's cool to me to think that I'm using this old technology and it sounds so incredible. It even has a better sound, I think, than, um, my modern stuff. But of course, you know, I didn't spend a fortune on the modern stuff either. I'm sure if you spent equal amounts on an old and a new one, the new one would probably be better in some way. But it's just neat, the whole experience of spinning those dials that are heavy and, you know, tuning it in and flipping a switch to get a different sound and all that is a, it's just an experience. Just the, using that equipment itself is an experience. And I'm sure there are guitar players who won't use anything but a Marshall from like 1975. I mean, I'm sure there's people that only use tube amplifiers. And I know in the ham radio world, there are people who didn't want to get, who didn't want to move away from, um, receiver or um transmitters that that use tubes or linear amplifiers they only wanted tube sound and they sounded good i mean these people transmitted well um i don't know if that would they would be considered a purist like you can only talk on ham radio if you have uh, a, a transmitter that uses tubes 
Um, right. I don't even know what tubes do, what the difference I, is. I imagine it creates a different sound, but I, I'm I'll kicking my coverage to even begin to try to explain that because I don't know. But I do know it's a different technology. And some do like to adhere to the beginning version of things. And that's, you know, my big thing is I, I you can do what you want. It's, I don't understand the pushing of that on to another person. You can even share the history of that. I enjoy the history of whatever that hobby is, but I don't need you to tell me the way to take that on. I guess to wrap up, because I don't really have any more examples of things. Um, cause I just haven't been around a lot of it. I... For you and for others who are who are who are in that same thing, maybe they've been around some bad people. I would say maybe realize that not everyone who's trying to um, show you something different means it in a bad, negative way. They just maybe they're they're thinking they're helping you or making you have a better life or enjoyment by showing you something a little different. Maybe don't hate on them as much, or maybe you know don't think of them as just being a jerk. And by the same tone, people who are like me just need to realize that not everyone wants to do it a different way or they enjoy it fine or they've tried it that way and they just they're just not open to it just just remember you know not everyone wants you know p- pick and choose the people or the the when you want to share your your experiences or your your um way of doing something right and and like the bowling comparison if you were you know have advanced your game and you're beside the guy who's doing it in an old way who's not doing well what you don't know is that he's had multiple lessons or has a brother who's great at it. And because of his physical weakness or some form issue, he can't get that, but he still loves to do it and just doing it. And albeit not quote the best, it is as long as you enjoy it. And again, you know, you're not hurting anybody else or anything else. So be it. It's the notion of wanting to put your values and or opinion of it into my head. I don't care for it all history. That's a different story. So if you have that to offer, just be mindful of how you say it. There's not a person I think of that I have ever seen demonstrate these negative traits would ever listen to what you and I have to say about it. By the way, I don't think so because they're very pig headed, rude people and they, they have their weirdo, you know, ways of looking at the world and they're just, angry about something and this is just one of their ways of taking taking it out on somebody i think oh yeah for sure like it shouldn't have ever changed this or it shouldn't have been that or maybe i'm mad because i'm old and i don't run as fast as i used to and now all these young people mm-hmm. around me with mp3 players blah well <laughs> that's terrible and i hate that for you but there's no reason to rain on somebody else's parade with your version of the experience all right yep I will say that I don't, I wouldn't just go up to anybody and just whatever. I, they usually you have to be my friend or you have to be with me or you have to show some yeah, sort of ask, discomfort or like be yeah, engaged or, about it. So, yeah. You have to have to show some sort of like I just wouldn't go up and just start talking to people, you know, unless they seem distraught about something like people I go bowling with. I know that they, um, they want to do better and they want to win. Cause when they do get a higher score, they like to rub it in. And, you know, I've seen all these little things. I just tell them, like, if you do, hey, try this and maybe it'll help. And a lot of times they will. Sometimes I just won't. Like you try to tell somebody, well, you're kind of like, I know someone who takes the bowling ball and throws it backwards. Like absolutely throws it backwards. Like takes that it. That sounds and, painful for me. They just, they just fling it out there backwards. Like they don't, like you, you bowl a ball kind of like an underhanded softball pitch. Like, you know, with your palm facing the, um, the pins. Well, they do it the opposite way with the palm facing behind them. And I'm like, you know, 
like, then they want to win. They get mad when they don't get a strike. I'm like, you know, I told this person, I was like, you, um, you know, you're bowling it backwards, right? And, and the person was like, you're bowling it backwards and just walked off. I was like, okay, hmm. well, don't get mad when you're not winning and get mad at everybody. And, and pal, not that this person was doing that. They weren't, but if that's how you're going to be. Then and it's like a little kid who can't, you can't tell any, you know, that's, that annoys me more than the, than the opposite is when it's like somebody who just won't, won't listen. Like everything, some, something else's fault, but that's a different, different conversation for a different day. For and sure. it is, we didn't say this at the beginning either. It is a nice day now. It did turn out to be blue skies. We were supposed to have been thunderstorms. Like I thought we were going to get thunderstormed on during doing this, but we did not. Probably a good time to get outside and get some more work done. Yep, I have a wiring harness to put on the motorcycle, speaking of. Sounds like fun. I won't tell you how to do it the right way, as long as you don't burden mm. yourself down. If there was a better way, somebody should tell me how to do it, I would. But it's going to be pretty straightforward. I was going to say, I don't think there's probably many variations in that. All right, well, till next time, have a good one. That's right. Take care. Bye.